This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, Steeler hey, Nation. Steeler Welcome Nation. to your SteelerNation.com podcast. Morgan. Sponsored by Total Samantha Sports Enterprise. I'm your host, G Striker. And with me is one of the talented trio from our Yinzers podcast, Samantha James. Samantha, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Doing good. Welcome from the West Coast out there toward uh, Arizona. So we're happy to see you here on the show today. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it's uh, quite a bit of a different temperature, I think, right now. It's almost 90 degrees today. (laughs) Wow. Oh, and we had a a beautiful day here in the, uh, at least the Baltimore, D.C. area. It was closer to the high 60s uh, by the end of the day, but 90, my gosh, you're already sweating out there. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted to start off with a little bit of interesting news from your neck of the woods, and that's the Steelers uh, just signing uh, running back Kellen Balazs to a one-year contract, and he's an ASU grad right there from Arizona State University. Yes, he is. I actually really like that signing. Good, good, good. Um, Can you, did you watch him play in college at all either? I saw some of the games. I'm not a huge college sports fan um, as far as following the football, but obviously being at ASU, 10 miles from my house. Yeah. So yeah, I really like him. So I I was doing a little bit of research on him today. He looks like a heck of a pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, Didn't really have huge, huge numbers in college with what I've seen here um, on the board. Let me bring up his stats here for a bit. Uh, His best rushing years. It looks like 653 yards rushing as a junior, 536 as a, as a, or sorry, as a sophomore, 653, 536 as a junior and 669 as a senior, uh, big, big game in his junior year against Patrick Mahomes in Texas tech in uh, 2016, when he rushed for seven touchdowns and added a FBS record eighth touchdown with a receiving touchdown to outdold uh, Texas Tech and uh, Patrick Mahomes there in an early game where he had an eight touchdown game, which is just insane. Yeah, and, that's crazy. <laughs> so I, I, I expected to check his stats and just see him just flooded with touchdowns, but he's he only had 14 touchdowns that season and didn't have more than six the rest of his uh, seasons there. Um, but, you know, it, it's... I understand the ebb and flow of games and how someone is used, but at least watching the highlights from that Texas tech game got me a little bit excited on the way that our new offense coordinator, Matt Canada utilizes misdirections, formations, personnel to gain advantages. And the biggest advantage that Arizona state had against Texas tech in that game was they could not stop uh, Balage in the wildcat on the goal line. That was like, a money touchdown every time and he just run it left run it right sometimes you get tackled sometimes you run over a guy but right. he, every time he was getting into the end zone so it was just fun to watch the way he was utilized in that game and just kind of wet the chops there Steeler Nation if we're going to be able to to get him onto the field and utilize him within this new scheming for for Matt Canada 
And I, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, we obviously know that our run game was horrible yeah. last season. And we know that that is one of the top things that we're looking at going into this off season or into this season. So I think the fact that I didn't see that signing coming like at yeah. all, like, I didn't see, Oh, they're talking to him. There's this rumor. There was none of that happening. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we signed another running back. And I'm like, okay, that gives us some more depth. We're probably going to be cutting one at that because I'm hoping that we draft one in the, in the draft, but yeah, Matt Canada, I'm so, so excited to see what he brings to the table. Cause normally you would say the word wildcat and I would cry. Oh yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> This, this is a fresh start and I, and I'm really excited about that. And, and it's tough also because I also remember another very versatile back that's currently on the Steelers roster. And that is Jalen Samuels. And literally he was the Swiss army knife when he was in college as well, almost like an H back slot receiver. Mm-hmm. He had close to 300 catches, I think in college and just was I thought he was going to be utilized more of a slot receiver, but the Steelers turned him into a running back. But we did also utilize him as a wild card quarterback when we had the issue when Ben was out during the seasons for a couple of games. One game was he was excellent at it. The other game, the Ravens figured him out and just made him look, look uh, kind of yeah. dreadful in a couple of those plays, unfortunately. But still another person on the team that has the ability to run kind of a wildcat offense should we need to utilize that kind of personnel within the Matt Canada scheme. And you know, in one respect, you hate to see Ben come off the field, but in a second respect now, Sam is we know as Steeler fans, Ben is not going to quarterback sneak, no matter how close he is for a first down. He's had one quarterback sneak in three years. Yeah. And before that he's had one quarterback sneak in five years. So like, like Haley's offense, never quarterback sneak. I remember he ran one last year, but, and he got it fortunately, but he's, he just, I don't know why they, they don't want to, they're worried about him getting hurt. He's the same size as Brady and Brady runs his own sneaks all the time. It's, so uh, it's insane. That's a really good, interesting point. Cause I know Steelers Twitter melts down every time that we're like quarterback sneak, like what are you doing? <laughs> right. Like screaming at our TV. And we're just like, what is so hard about that? And Ben is not a little guy. Like you could absolutely do it. So I'm hoping I, yeah, again, I don't think it's going to happen even with Canada, but we can always be hopeful. The more weapons we have, you know, the more trick plays that we have up our sleeve, not everyone knowing what we're going to be doing every single play of the game, figuring out our offense. Yeah. That So, and, and I see you too, Ryan over there on Facebook, we're working out the chat box. I think Sam can see you too. She's working on the chat box as well. And I want to at least welcome everybody. I know Sam's got a drink. I'm going to crack my beer tonight because, you know, I've been doing recently here since we're no longer sponsored by a beer. I get a new fun beer from a, a brewery and I've been going pretty hard on Adroit Theory here last couple of weeks. This one's called Illusion of Safety. And um, these beers are essentially like a, a fruited goza. So really, really light in color. It's almost like, looks like a wine when you're drinking it, but they're like a juice. It's almost like a fruit juice type beer, real low in percentage, perfect for the summer. And I love these. My wife loves these. So raise a glass. What what are you having tonight, Sam? I have vodka and lemonade. (laughs) Cheers. So cheers cheers to you, Sam. Cheers to you, Steeler Nation. And thank you, Steeler Nation, for joining us and making this as fun as it, this podcast, just as fun as it it can possibly be. Because I've got to mention also, and something that I've just been thinking about and haven't said it out loud yet, 
but the Steeler Nation platform is the single largest fan-run platform on the internet of all social media. So it's thanks to you, Steeler Nation, for making us what we are and giving us the platform to do what we love. So cheers. Yes, cheers. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's delicious. Crap. Good. I love like sour beers, like framboise. Yeah, and, and this one has a uh, black currant and some kind of plum and cherry. So it's, it's the cherry is very prominent. I, I, I don't, black currant, black currant. You say currant, I say currant. Right. I don't. <laughs> it's like, how do you say that? But, uh, but, I, but I do know it's pronounced Goza. So anybody wanted to know it's ghost, goes, goose, it's, it's Goza. So, um, so definitely a good tasty Goza there by our friends over at Adroit Theory out of Percival, Virginia. I just end up spending a hundred bucks, 200 bucks every time I go there. So I got to stop going there. It's, unfortunately, it's an hour away, so I can't go there every day. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so big news today. Also, we learned that the NFL schedule is now going to expand to 17 games. And there's been talk about this back and forth. And I know this has been a big sticking point with the NFLPA. It's still technically 20 total games. We had 16 regular season games, four preseason games. Now we're adjusting to 17 regular season games three preseason games and it looks like our conference or our division is going to be linked up with the nfc west mm -hmm. so all of the slotting that happened the first place team plays the first place second second third third fourth fourth so steelers are going to be playing seattle and our whole division hosts the entire nfc west so nfc west gets one last home game our division gets one extra home game next year it flops so we'll have one less home game next year and it just rotates back and forth and that looks like the way that they're going to start doing it so that's an interesting aspect so we, we were talking back and forth i know and and conversing on the uh the writers chat today and talking about what are they going to do? They're going to start the game, start the season a week earlier. Are they going to keep the Super Bowl in the same slot? And it has officially come out that they're going to start the season the same time they normally start the season. And I believe we had, um, I know I readjusted that in my article and I don't have my article up. Dang it. Look at me. Not even <laughs> organized, but I'll pop that up quickly because uh, Dan Graziani, I know I, I clicked his Twitter and I added it to the article and yeah, Dan Graziano from ESPN mentioned that the season will still start on September 9th. So that means that the Super Bowl will be pushed back an extra week, no longer the first Sunday in February, but now the second Sunday in February. How does this all make you feel, Sam? Because I know this is a big change. It's the first time that they've expanded the league seasons for decades. It seems like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I love it because I live on the West Coast. So for me, that's an opportunity. That might be more games that I get to see here if they're flip-flopping every year because oh, typically true. it's every eight years that mm -hmm. they flip-flop, right? Every four, but every eight mm -hmm. that they're actually back in Arizona. So for me, and I'm like, okay, this could be an opportunity that I get to see them play here in my home state, which if you've ever been in Arizona for a Steelers game, it's crazy. It's a lot Literally. of Steeler fans in Arizona. Ton. Yeah, it's yeah. a Steelers home game, essentially. So wow. I think that's super exciting. I went, um, not last season, but the season before here. And so I just think it's great. I do worry about injuries, though. That's yeah. obvious, you know. So yeah, having the extra game, yeah. Right, because preseason, like, they're preseason. No one's going that hard. You're trying out some rookies, seeing how they play. 
but if you're adding an extra game, people want that game. They want to win that. So I do, I do worry about injuries. Yeah. And for me too, there's one thing that no one's talked about that I mentioned in my article as well here at SteelerNation.com. Adding the extra game now means you have an extra chance of breaking these, you know, all time records for a season, because now you have an extra game to play these. So as time goes on, we're going to start seeing these, these record 2000 yard rushing seasons start dropping. I, I, there will be an, an NFL receiver that will hit 2000 yards. Now, I think with that extra game and yeah. a healthy enough season. Um, and that was one of those like <laughs> unattainable goals. It seems like it's just out of reach. Like Megatron almost had it the one year. It looked like a, AB had a shot at it the one year as well. Um, So that's going to be something else. And and the most touchdowns for a season, most passing yardage for a season. So it'll be kind of exciting for the fans, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of different because they're doing it now in 17 games as opposed to 16 games. And it kind of discredited also, you know, back in my day when, when Jim Brown was the best player ever in the NFL, he was getting all the touchdowns all the time. He would, he would have 800 touchdowns in a 17 game season. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Now we're going to have those arguments with, we're going to be the old people now. I remember back in the 16 game seasons, he would have never had that in 16 games, but it's like, it's going to be, I remember when they introduced (laughs) season games, like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. (laughs) And and, and I've got to respond here to Robert on, uh, (laughs) he's one of my boys there from, uh, from stealernation.com. He, at least he, he, he mentioned over here on the chat, sad that Sam's drink is more manly than mine. And I do agree. The vodka back is definitely a little bit more, <laughs> more manly yeah, than my, my fruited back on my fruited Goza. <laughs> I, that's hilarious. Plus she has a higher, much higher alcohol content. So I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Don't worry. I only put a little bit of vodka. It is a Tuesday night, right? It's Tuesday. So <laughs> it's going to be hungover tomorrow at work, but I do like my vodka. So let's, let's run off. We got a quick question here from Ryan, Sam. Can you read off Ryan's question about, um, that he has from Facebook? So my restream's actually not loading them. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then then I'll pull it up. Yeah. We're we're still trying to work this out. We're probably work on getting you the app that way it kind of streams a little cleaner, but Ryan wanted to know what we think about the addition of Haskins. Is that good or bad? I think it's good. I think it makes Mason feel like, okay, I, I need to be out Haskins and I think vice versa, right? Because going into next season, that's a concern that I had. All right. We assume this is Ben's last year. We're going to have Mason and Haskins. Yep. They're going to become free agents, assuming the Steelers are going to keep one of them. Yeah. I feel like this year, yeah, they're competing against each other. And, and Ryan knows my answer. He's listened to a bunch of these. Um, you know, I, I always called Haskins a not a not a low risk uh, player, but a, but a no risk player because we got mm-hmm. him on league league minimum, yep. one year contract. If he does anything, awesome. Like right. we got we got a player. If he doesn't do anything, no big deal. We cut him. He doesn't cost us a thing. Exactly. So so you know, I, I'm excited to see if he can work into the system and see how he will do. Yeah. I know he's not all that mobile to really get into the nuances of this Matt Canada offense that I'm anticipating because we really don't have a quarterback that fits it yet. So I don't know if we're going to draft a quarterback later on that might be a little bit more mobile or try to utilize one of these wildcat quarterbacks, possibly either draft or some personnel that we have now. So Justin from, from Twitter says, what running back would you cut? 
because now obviously we've got a lot of running backs in the room. We really don't have to cut anyone yet because Connor's not on the team. So Balaj essentially takes Connor's slot mm -hmm. as far as for running backs, but we're all anticipating drafting a running back. I am Sam is yeah. uh, Steeler nation is we're going to take a running back this year. I don't know when, I don't know if it's going to be first round, second round, third round, fourth round, we're taking one. So which, which running back would I take? And at least I put in some thought today, Sam. Mm -hmm. And one thing is, is Matt loves diverse running backs. He loves running backs that can go out and, and make plays with his feet. He likes running backs that can make plays with his legs um, and make plays down the field and passing game, a misdirection, and also can pass block. We already have one of those in Jalen Samuels. Uh, Balazs looks like another one of that style. Now it's looking like if we, if we get another diverse running back, it may be that Benny Snell might be the odd man out this season because he's strictly a, a, a one, you know, three yard cloud of dust type of running back straight forward, North South, pound right. and ground and pound not much of a pass catcher at all so dimensional right yeah. now yeah right now I, i'd have to think that you know his lack of diversity may be the problem with him being able to stick to this roster with a new offensive coordinator yeah i i could see that for sure i love jalen samuels i think he does offer a lot of diversity and going into the season i think that's what the team needs <laughs> yeah and um ryan wants to know how you're doing good nice yes <laughs> so excited and uh what's going on steeler nation there on twitter thank you young guapo and a cheers to you as well jonathan clark over there on facebook cheers to you i hope you're enjoying your beverage of choice as well tonight with steeler nation uh ryan also wants to know is ab coming back i want your input on this sam because i haven't had your i haven't heard your take on this yet no ab is not coming back um there's, I don't know if you guys saw it, which I know this is like a whole thing, but there was like an AB burner the other night that everyone was engaging with on Twitter and it's really hilarious, but yeah, still trashing the Steelers, still trashing the Roonies, <laughs> yeah. trashing Tomlin. I'm like, yeah, it's AB's this, AB's that, AB this. I'm like, it could not be any more of an AB burner, but I definitely think he burnt that bridge. Yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think we have moved on, especially since he cost us 21 million in the last time around for cutting his contract three years early. So I think that that bridge has been successfully burnt. There's no chance of AB coming back um, unless the Steelers find a way to sign him for league minimum and just <laughs> hang Can him out to cast, but He's not on a team yet. <laughs> right. And we have Juju and I don't see how yeah. that locker room would be with those two personalities with what was said and what was publicly displayed there. I just, yeah, I don't see that being. And good. that's, that's why that locker room broke down in the first place was because they gave the offensive MVP for that. The Steelers players mm -hmm. voted for to Juju that year, as opposed to Antonio Brown and his ego could not take it. And that right. was when he started breaking down and lashing out and just doing just becoming a, a, a terrible person to his teammates on on the, the uh, social media and in the locker room from what I heard it sounded like as well. Yeah. So, yeah. well, moving on from Antonio Brown, we've got some new signings also that just happened as well. Um, we had a new offensive lineman, Richard Coward, um, that was just signed from the Chicago, I believe. And Sam, did you hear how the news broke? Yes. From I want you are such a social media person. I want you to explain to Steeler Nation how this news broke and how unique is it is for the news to break this way. 
so it supposedly broke over someone playing a video game that they were like live streaming and they heard it in the background and then it made its way to a reddit a reddit thread and weirdly reddit always seems to be right about stuff like that it's very strange if you can find them yeah but yeah i mean it's it made its way to a reddit thread which made its way to twitter mm-hmm. and then i i think it was literally the very next day because somebody in, on Steeler nation did an article on it and they were like take this with a grain of salt <laughs> because it was found on a reddit thread and this person on the reddit thread said they heard it over a live stream of a video game not sure which game it was yeah but yeah the very next day it was confirmed and we we're like that is actually crazy it's <laughs> crazy because so, again hadn't heard anything about that so not just you know TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We are now hitting the the Twitch and the Reddit for news breaking for NFL. And no matter how we can find it, it seems like it's just a fun way that we can find new information on how people move around within the NFL and and sign with new teams. Mm -hmm. Also an interesting sign that just happened yesterday. Steelers re-signed or signed their kicker, um, Jordan Berry who was a free agent and now he's back. I haven't seen the details. I imagine it's going to be fairly low, but I'm, I'm not sure because we were paying him a decent amount before and it was a little high in my respect. So that's why I thought he was going to essentially be a casualty. We wouldn't have a chance of getting him back, but I will say that even though he lost his job to Colquitt last year, Sam, Mm -hmm. I thought last year was probably one of his best years for his performance, for his consistency. And he had a couple of like good, really good field flipping boomers that really helped us out in some key situations last year. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the fence with Jordan Berry because I feel like he is, can be like so back and forth. And sometimes I feel like in big moments, he doesn't do what he needs to do. And that's so frustrating because you're like, that's your only job. That's your only job. Kick the football. Don't shank it. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And so sometimes it gets frustrating, but I don't know where we find another. Yeah. yeah. So I'm okay with it. If it is on the lower end, if it's high, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. So, um, and I personally always love Aussie kickers. I mean, I'm, I'm a coffin kicker kind of guy. I love the backwards roll and that's what pretty much what he's signed for over his leg distance. He's right. not, a, he's not known as being like a 70 yard boomer but he can consistently keep it inside the uh, stop touchbacks from happening and pin the other team down. So that's what I like about the Aussie kickers and I've always been kind of been up on them, but mm-hmm. not to say that we cannot still upgrade and possibly even draft a punter this year. Who knows? Right. Who knows? So right. now we also have another move and one, this one's still kind of out there, but there's other news on the internet that we heard that, Villanueva was reportedly asked by the Steelers not to put his house on the market. And evidently his house is on the market and there's a chance that, you know, I I guess you throw your house on the market when you're expecting to leave a team. So what, what do you think is going on at least with that news and how are you feeling about that, Sam? Um, I, I do not think that Villanueva needs to come back. Mm -hmm. I think that his best years are behind him. I think when he did play for us, he was great, but the price tag, what is it, 14, 15 million in the ballpark? What? That's what he's estimated at. But a lot of these um, price tags, I'm seeing like Juju was supposed to be a 14 million player. Right. He signed for what, eight or nine? Eight? Right. I think it's a one year eight. Yeah. One year so, eight. Yep. So, you know, there is a, 
I think if this was a normal year, if the cap went up the 10 million, it was supposed to for every team, we would have seen that those numbers across the board for everyone. Everybody would have had money to throw around. But right. I think we were talking about this. I, I think when we had all of you girls on the show, or maybe it was just with Jordan, when I was talking to her, we thought that 16 million f- slated for Villanueva's next contract was a bit overvalued. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. There's no way the Steelers are going to be signing him in that range. So I'm saying if, if he's coming back in the six to eight range, I'm not, a, I'm not against that. Um, but I'm with you as well. I, I thought his production was a much better in the past. I think he's starting to, you know, pull back a little bit and he's not the, not the player that he's, he has been in these past couple of years, at least not the pro bowl caliber that we've been used to seeing. And I think that's hard. I think when you, I think that's maybe even part of the reason that Marquise Pouncey retired, to be honest. I think when you're used to being these Pro Bowl caliber players and you do start regressing, which of course you're going to with age, I think your pride takes a hit, you know, you're, you're not where you used to be and you go out there every week and you're like, okay, this isn't, this isn't the love that I felt for it. I'm not as good as I used to be. And I think that's hard. I think that that's something that, he has to look at as well. Yeah. And we're getting a couple more questions here from Howie on Facebook, Mike on Periscope from Twitter. Um, and oh, Howie again. Uh, is Le'Veon Bell coming back? What would you feel if Le'Veon Bell came back to the team? Because at least to me, I think that's more of a possibility happening than say an AB ever would. Yeah, I think obvious. Um AB situation and Le'Veon situation were two complete, complete different scenarios, right? Like Bell sat out because he wanted more money. Yes, he did not go about it the right way. He ultimately did not get more money doing that. His production since then has been essentially non-existent. So yeah. it's not like if he did come back, he's going to come back on some high price tag. It's just not going to happen. Um, I haven't actually seen any news on him. That's not saying it's not out there, but I haven't seen any team particularly interested in signing him yeah which is odd because you see there's a lot of talented running backs like adrian peterson still on the board um frank gore though frank gore is like 80 by now um he's still on the board fournette i think did fournette fournette did he resign with tampa i think he did maybe he did yeah I, i i can't recall but i think i'm pretty sure fournette resigned with tampa but there's, there's a lot of talented uh, running, but it's still Connor's on the board. I mean, yeah. you got, and, and these are people that were expecting more of a payday. And as we're seeing, mm-hmm. the league is just not throwing out that kind of money. You got a couple people on the first day or within that legal tampering period that right. everybody has sent, tended to do all of their moves before actual free agency started. Uh, right. That's, that seems to me was when the only money was thrown around. Yeah. Uh, since that happened, it's, it's been, everybody's been undervalued, which they thought they were going to be. Yeah, which it has to be. And I think, again, we're going to see a lot of short-term deals for that same reason. Teams aren't wanting to commit to long-term high-money deals when we really don't know what the cap situation is going to be like even next year. Yeah. And and Zibs, yeah, he said Fournette did sign with Tampa. But thanks for helping us out with that there on Periscope. We already talked to, yeah, we think they're still going to draft a running back. That Balazs guy, he's got a lot of um, opportunity to make the team, but he still hasn't taken a slot yet. And Steelers are going to add somebody in the draft. We don't know who yet, but we'll see who who can really fit this Matt Canada offense. Um, Another good question. Cody, we'll get to yours soon. We're going to be talking about the draft here coming up here right here in a second um, as well. 
And there's no chance of getting Watson Ryan. We just don't have the, the space for it. If this would have happened next year, yes, we had a chance of getting Watson. But right now, and especially with his off-field stuff going on right now, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to kind of sign him. But I didn't know if that was a poison pill that they were trying to do within the area just to try to devalue him if he's going to leave the Houston area. Who knows? But it's it's a, it's a bad situation, no matter how you read it. If it's true, uh, he deserves all the punishment in the world. And that's something that all teams have to um, have to be, keep in mind. And if they're trying to reach out for Watson um, last really huge signing that I was, th- this one blew me away. This is like Christmas day for Steelers. Oh yes. I already I, know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there, you know, that your run defense is already crap. You lose all your big run guys. And then you hear Tyson Alu Alu is like, Hey, yeah. remember when I uh, agreed to that contract in Jacksonville, uh, Turns out I don't want to play with them and I'm staying in Pittsburgh for slightly less money. So that yeah. was like, I freaked out. I mean, the, the, yeah. remember all of the writers, everybody on the, the thread yeah. and the, were t- t- texting back and forth and just freaking out about that. So how did it make you feel when you heard Tyson oh was God. staying in Pittsburgh? Literally, I was like, first of all, like nice things never happen to the Steelers. Like nice things just <laughs> don't happen to us. So I was like, okay. And then when I found out it was because he had actually tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is the first time COVID hasn't actually just because <laughs> he had 10 days that he had to sit at home and think about it. And supposedly all of his teammates were like in his ear the entire time. And then he's like, okay, they're right. My family's here. My house is here. My friends are here. Yeah, it's his hometown. But again, he hasn't been there for how long? His home is now established in Pittsburgh. So I, oh my gosh, like, yeah, again, I've never been thankful for COVID in any regard, but I was like, oh my gosh, it gave Tyson time to think. Yeah to really think about it. And it worked out in our favor. And you're right. The, the amount of times that COVID screwed us last season, yes. it's great that we have a story where COVID actually helped us out. And now Tyson Alualu is returning to that line. And the, the best part as well is that line is returning every single player that played for us. They're all rostered. I think we're seven deep because now Wormley's back. Of course we got to it and Hayward, um, we got the young guns with Bugs and Davis and even Mondu, who I love Mondu. I think that guy's just just fun. <laughs> and it's good too. It, it puts to rest the narrative that they signed Juju over Tyson, which everybody yeah. that has a brain knew that that was not the case. But of course, the media wanted to spin it. Oh, that's what happened. And it, it was not. Well, I, I thought really the choice had to be either Juju or Bud. Dupree, mm-hmm. not over Tyson. Like that Tyson one, especially when he signed for two years, six million. I was just screaming. Like as, it broke right. my heart as a Steeler fan because I'm like three mil a year. The Steelers couldn't find right. a way to open yes. up three mil a year for this guy who who was our best run stopper and one of the top PFF rated run stoppers uh, in the entire NFL last year. Right. So you find a way to keep that guy. And fortunately that price. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, you know, it's not like we're, we're going to break the bank on him. It's not like the the amount of money that Juju, the pay cut that Juju uh, wanted to accept or that, that he did accept just to stay in Pittsburgh was enough to at least make sure (laughs) that we could sign people like this. And that's, that's, that's great. So now we're at the point too, that we, we can talk about positions of need for the draft and what I wanted to do actually is something that people don't normally do. And these are the positions that are not needed for the draft. These are the positions we are probably not going to pick up a person at these positions. 
Um, first one I wanted to talk about, which still may be a little controversial for not needed, is quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's obviously Ben's last year. It's Rudolph's last year. And it's also Haskins has only signed to a one-year deal. Now, right. I can see either of them being extended after the season fairly easily before free agency starts. But it doesn't seem like this year, if we're trying to go all in for Ben to win a Super Bowl, for me, unless somebody insane drops um, in the first, like a Fields drops in the first round, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be upset as a Steeler fan if we end up grabbing Fields because I know we got a guy for decades. Um, right. And that's that would be a an awesome thing but I, I don't see them adding somebody anywhere in the top five rounds just me personally yeah um it's so hard with the Steelers because I mm-hmm. I had this is part of the reason I'm like I don't love draft prospecting for this part especially right now because I feel like they've been all over the place where they've even been I have yep. no idea what they're thinking like today um I can't even think moms right they were someone yep. was out there prospecting profiling that and it's like okay didn't see that coming so every single day I'm like where I have no idea what we're gonna pick at any position and I don't yes trading up until the top 10 or even top 15 yeah um so I I do think they could go either way but if if they did I would say it's probably gonna be a later round Yeah. yeah okay uh, next position would be guard. Obviously, we know the Steelers' woes at center and tackle that they need to draft for. It seems that we got two entrenched starters in Dotson and uh, David DeCastro. Some good depth behind them as well. Um, might get a little bit of depth there as well in the draft. But for right now, that's not a position of need. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver now. Now, with Juju coming back, which is huge, We've mm-hmm. got the same starting five receivers that we had last year on the roster. Ray right. Ray, Juju, Washington, DJ, and which one I forget? Oh, Claypool. Can't forget Claypool. <laughs> Claypool. So, yeah. Those five guys, and the reason why we kept five as opposed to six, because other years when we were keeping six, we essentially had one receiver basically being the gunner and playing special teams. And that is Claypool's role. And now we have a, a receiver that is actually playing it within the offense who is also our gunner. So that kind of saved us a position. So it's why we only have five receivers as opposed to six could add another receiver. I don't know. Or maybe the only thing I could think of is if they're going to draft a receiver, they're going to draft a slot guy that might be able to compete with kick and punt returns with Ray Ray. That would be the only thing I could see them for a need because everything else seems like they have. Yeah. I thought they draft, not drafted. I thought they just signed one Simmons, maybe. Hmm crazy i don't know i thought that they just drafted one and that was kind of what i was thinking um punt returning with ray ray competing for that because some of the routes that he ran last season were very questionable and like run forward not backwards (laughs) please um yeah so i don't think that that's i would scream if they drafted a wide receiver in an early round i would lose it (laughs) and another position that we're not taking we're not taking fullback. We've got our guy there in Derek Watt. We're not taking special teams now with, with Barry being re-signed. We're not going to draft a punter. We're not going to draft a kicker. We're not going to draft a long snapper. Hopefully ne- never, ever, 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 ever draft a long snapper again. But we'll see. At least we're not doing it this year. So two other positions that I wanted to talk about that we're not going to draft is what we alluded to a little bit earlier with Tyson Alualu coming back and having the same seven on the front line we're not gonna i don't think we have a need to draft a defensive end or a defensive lineman 
Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think our defense is pretty solid where it's at right now. It's time again to talk to you about hosting your own podcast with our distributor, Blue Wire Pods. And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top producers, access to a community discord, and an e- Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. ...learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stichter, and other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me, or us, and talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. So Steeler Nation, I asked a poll for you over here at the Steeler Nation um, at the Steeler Nation podcast Twitter site at underscore SN podcast. Question was, what is the biggest draft need for the Steelers right now? Number one, well, there was four positions listed, cornerback, offensive tackle, running back, and center. I won't tell you who's the leader in right now, but what is your number one, Sam? Mine, I've been conflicted on this because at first I was like, I don't even want to take a running back in the top. I don't know, yeah. third round. Now my stance has changed a little bit and I'm like, okay, I think with getting some of our key pieces back that I didn't expect as far as Juju and Tyson, because by day five of Juju watch, I was like, all right, I don't <laughs> this anymore. Um, yeah. I would still say I'm on the fence between tackle and running back on who our top need is going to be. And I, and I don't think it's, it's one dimensional. I think the Steelers are going to take whichever top player in that position is available at number 24. Yeah. And for me, I said cornerback mm-hmm. and Steeler nation, 849 boats coming in. You guys did not agree with me. Only 5.8% were with me on quarterback <laughs> because for me, Nelson leaving creates an issue where, yeah, you've got Sutton to be able to start either in Nelson spot or slot receiver, but someone else has to fill in at one of those other spots. So Great. for me, that for me, that's the number one, but next 20, 23% of you said center next highest at 27%, which now we have your two positions there, 27% 
offensive tackle and mm-hmm. the rounding number one vote for biggest draft need for Steelers right now, according to Steeler Nation, is running back at 44%. So I do not disagree with any of those. And this is why this draft, and we've been talking about this too, Sam, why it's going to be so crazy this year is because we don't know how it's going to shake out. We just don't. (laughs) It can go any way. Right. And nobody's wrong in that regard. Um, I think people also want running back first because it's like, oh, that's a big name. Look at these plays that they're making. You know, it's something to be really, really excited about. Like usually people don't get that excited over defensive linemen. Like no one's like, especially I'm going to say is like a casual fan is going to be like, Oh, cool. I don't, I'm never going to get that guy's Jersey. So I don't care. But um, I do think they're going to pick whoever the best player available that fills a need. That is who they're going to go with, which is why it's chaos right now. Cause I have no idea. They're all over the place. I know. And Zibs I'm with you safety and wide receiver for the love of God. Don't draft those in the first round. Definitely not. Um, Joe Jones is asking, what do we think of Kellen Mond? I, I did see that the Steelers were working him out. Was it today? Because I think yeah, I, yeah. I looked at him and I like his ability as being able to make plays with his legs and plays with his arm. And I think that he could be a, a day two possibility. Uh, but I don't think the Steelers would take him in the second. Uh, mm-hmm. If he lasted till the third, they may, um, because he seems like he could fit that Matt Canada offense, in my opinion. Yeah. Ryan wants to know if we can go unbeaten next year. No. <laughs> we have it's a ton. Schedule. It's I, I, very tough. <laughs> it is a rough schedule. I'm not going to this past year. I mean, we had the, uh, the NFC East and we had the AFC South and those were pretty much easy games for us comparatively for the rest of the league. But yeah, it's going to be a much tougher. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just not betting on it this year. Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm not betting on it. after going 11 and 0 and thinking, Oh my gosh, this is so great. And that was like the worst 11 and 0 season to finish. So <laughs> no, this season's harder. So I'm going to go. No. <laughs> Gabe Gotti giving you a shout out on YouTube. Samantha in the, his house. Aww, thanks Gabe. <laughs> uh, Anthony Schwartz in the fourth, not that up to the draft on who Anthony Schwartz is yet, Joe. I know in these next couple podcasts, I'll be knowing a little bit better. Lily wants a running back there on Twitter. Don't, yep. yeah, same thing. Calvin over on Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Max. I want one of the top cornerbacks. If, if uh, JC or um, JC Horn or, um, oh, the other guy that's the son of the NFL player, Sir, Sir Han, Sir, Sir, ah. I'm going off the top of my head. One of those guys, if they're available, I, I would cons- definitely consider taking them in the first. I would, but terrified of when the Steelers draft cornerbacks, like absolutely just pit to my stomach. Cause I just feel like we're cursed in that, but we do, it is a position of need. So I don't really see them signing it. Undrafted. Yeah. So at this point, we'll see what happens. And we've got a lot of pro and anti drafting Harris people coming in right now. Of course, he's one of the top three backs. Uh, obviously he's, I, I, I was talking with Morgan on the last podcast we both were talking a little bit more about etn um mm. a bit and also with uh ben and matt when we had the draft podcast last week they taught me how to spell his pronounce his name correctly it's like mm-hmm. the letter e the letter t and the letter n so now i can do it perfectly every time now so right. uh, I, i'm more of an etn guy than a harris guy personally just because of his diversity in the system and the way that matt canada would be able to utilize his talents i think that would be a little bit more that you can do with him in that offense than you could with Harris, but I wouldn't be disappointed if they got Harris to tell you the truth. 
No, I don't. If anybody throws a fit over getting Harris, like, I, I don't know if you watch football, but um, I do think that ETN fits our scheme better. But that's not to say that we wouldn't be successful with Najee Harris. So, and that's it, Cody. It was Samuels Jr. Yeah, I was trying to remember the other cornerback. I'm very high on Horn, very high on Samuels Jr. Both are sons of NFL players. Horn's dad used to be a wide receiver in the NFL, and I remember when he used to play. So, uh, so yeah, we got Sertan. Yeah, Sertan as well, Rick. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, yeah, any any one of those players, I would just be absolutely, absolutely happy to, to have um yeah. on the team and, and this is one of those years too there's so many quarterbacks that are rated as first round quarterbacks five or six and so this is the year that like tackles are going to get pushed down the board cornerbacks are going to get pushed down the board mm-hmm. and you might have a couple of people start jumping on these running backs especially when you think that they that we might be taking a running back and if it, it may fall out so we might get one of these talented corners if it falls into our lap this is the year to grab it honestly yeah, the good thing about this draft is that it is so deep in the offensive line yeah. that it does make you wonder. Like, that's why I could see them going running back in the first round. Yeah. So if we're drafting, at least for my positions of need, my, my number top four we've already talked about, cornerback, tackle, center, and running back. So now the next ones that I think that we're going to be drafting as well, uh, a blocking tight end who also can make some plays downfield. That would be awesome. Fairmouth from Penn state. It would be ideal if we have a way, can figure out a way to get him in the second. That would be awesome. Um, off outside linebacker depth and inside linebacker depth. I think both of those need to be upgraded because we've lost uh, starters at both positions and safety depth because with um, Sean Davis look like it looks looking like he's not returning we need somebody that can come in and help back up those positions, maybe a money backer, but somebody also can, that can really help out on special teams. Yeah, I agree with that. And now Steeler nation, we're at the time we are taking questions from Steeler nation across the platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, make sure to come on and throw your questions. I'm going to go to the uh, first questions that came in here from the Steeler nation.com forum all you have to do is sign up for free at the SteelerNation.com forum. We love talking football. I put up a thread before every single podcast. Ask your opinions, and they get to sound off first. So Ike Kelly had a great question for you specifically, Sam. And he wants to know, what is Sam's real view on Juju, long-term specifically? Because he knows you are such a Juju hound. <laughs> I, okay, so... I, it's so funny. I had a DM this week and some guy is very strange, mm-hmm. um, but was like, you're a juju B, aren't you? I'm like, that's not a thing. A juju B? <laughs> I like it. Like a juju bumblebee, like juju B. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. I think that's yeah, kind of I a- guess, um, <laughs> from, I don't know, Pat McAfee's show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That as a juju fans, I guess that's what he's calling him now. Is juju <laughs> So I, I got that this weekend. I was like, I don't know what that is. No, but the biggest thing that I love about Juju is his physicality. Yes. I love that he makes those big plays. Like he will use his body to block. He's not afraid. I think this is a, a prove it year in regards to he it did is. only sign a one year deal, but given the cap situation, he had to, I mean, yeah. his hands were kind of forced. Same thing with the Steelers. I mean, I'm still shocked that he got 8 million. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm shocked that he took 8 million over yeah. 
what he was offered for other teams. You had the chance to play with Patrick Mahomes. Like you're guaranteed to be, in my opinion, yeah. up for a ring next year. And you chose to stay in Pittsburgh. So mad props. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So regardless, I guess if he doesn't stay past next year, I'm just happy that, you know, we got him for one more year. So that's just the way I'm looking at it now. And also now the Steelers are in a situation where they can pay him next year. The Steelers have a ton of cap room next year with Ben not on the roster. I, I think it's only like nine mil. I think it's counted against the dead cap for if he leaves next year, which is nothing to lose a starting quarterback, but Steelers right. are around a hundred million under the cap uh, for next year. So yeah. they could even franchise tag him next year and mm -hmm. not have to worry about it for another year. But I think with the amount of space that they'd have, they'd be able to set something up. I mean, obviously I think Watt's going to get paid also next year. There's going to be a lot of people. Feel, right? I mean, you got to think of also um, Amiga Fitzpatrick as well. So like some big blockbuster contracts might be happening next year. And yeah. Juju, I, I think is part of that plan. Cause I, I think he's part of that core to tell you the truth. That's solid. I, I do. Yeah. As much as people want to say, oh, it's TikToks and this and that. And like, I, I will never agree with anyone on that. Um, he's not out getting DUIs. He's not out having 19 allegations against him currently. He's not somebody that you have to worry about his off-field behavior. And honestly, I don't think you can put a price tag on that. Yes, he likes to do a TikTok, which he makes like, from what I read, a hundred grand per TikTok. What, would you wow. do a TikTok for a hundred grand? Because I, I would make a fool of myself for that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like, you know, I think that's also allowed him to take a lesser contract because he does have that income that's coming in from that. Yeah. But thing that concerns me is that when Juju came on Yenzers is that he said, one of the things that he looks at in a team is their quarterback and going into next season, we have no idea what that's going to look like. Yeah. So yeah. Tibbs has the next question for us. He wants to know, what happens with the transition to a new offensive coordinator like we have in Canada? Does the whole old Fichtner system get dumped and Canada is allowed to implement something from the ground up? Do the formations and terminology re remain the same? Um, I'd have to think that this is kind of like a situation like Haley. When mm -hmm. Haley came in, he, he brought in his own offense. It was, it was new and, and Ben had a lot of pushback because he didn't get the terminology <laughs> initially. So they had to work on that. I, I think that they'll work with the terminology to help keep things as consistent as possible. But as you saw from last year as well, you saw that some of that movement and motion pre-snap that Canada is known for started to get worked into the offense last season, early in the year. Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of the season, it looked like when we were firing on all cylinders, we were doing some crazy stuff pre-snap. Right. And then it seemed like we started getting a couple injuries along the line and just got away from it. Mm -hmm. um, and then our running game fell apart and then we didn't do it at all. So mm -hmm. I'd say yes, in that respect, this is going to be completely different than Fiekner's offense. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm hoping it's not as predictable. I, I just, I just want an offense that isn't predictable. We've had yeah. some measure of predictability within Haley's system and within Fiekner's system. Um, I thought Arians was actually the best one out of being unpredictable on his, on his plays. He was the one more apt to uh, have been to crazy stuff on first and second down, as opposed to uh, just running ahead and throwing the, giving the ball to running back every time. So, but we'll see how this works out, but I'm, I'm expecting this to be a completely new offense, but still keeping in mind that Ben is running it. So trying to keep the terminology working for Ben. So he understands it for the season. Yeah. I mean, going into it again, assuming this is Ben's last season, there has to be that give and take. 
Like you can't expect a quarterback of his age to just drop everything he knows and be like, okay, I'm going to learn this whole new system for one year. Like that's just not going to happen, but also Ben saw what happened last year. So Hmm. that also, so I think there is going to be a middle ground for both of them. Litos wants to know, is there a chance to get a significant free agent left uh, in a position? Do you think that they would invest? And for him, he says cornerback. Do you think uh, Steelers are going to grab another, any more free agents? I, I don't know. I mean, the Steelers, I would prefer that they take a free agent cornerback that's tried and proven. And we know, because again, they just suck at drafting them, <laughs> but what is that price tag and can they afford it which is likely not which is why they haven't signed one Mm. but the longer it goes the less money these players are going to take and again it'll probably be a one-year deal yeah so i mean it could happen but and and a lot of the players look like they're taking one-year deals because they know this is a throwaway year you're not going to get your big contract this year and it sucks the the market is is done there's right. no market this year. So right. wait for next year, get paid next year when the salary cap balloons back up like it should with the extra 17th game, all that crap. It's going to be a big deal for next year. So for me, cornerback, I can see him taking another one that I think they're going to target before the draft would be tight end. I think the Steelers are going to bring in another tight end. Jesse James's name has been thrown around a bit. If I'm going to throw a name out there, I wouldn't be disappointed if he came back because he's a good number two cornerback or sorry, number two tight end. He can block, he can catch the ball down the field and he did catch the ball on the goal line. And thank you to the NFL for screwing us on that one for, uh, to give the one seed to the Patriots that season those bastards. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I like Jesse James as being a nice low value guy. I also like Reed as well from San Francisco. He wasn't used much. I know he's had a lot of concussion problems, problems. So we're probably shying away from those types of guys that are tight ends, but I I love his skill set. Yeah. Um, Still right. Also asks us, do we win the Super Bowl this year? Always. Yes. Always. (laughs) Always Yes. (laughs) Always. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, I always think, okay, it's going to be a hard season, but we could do it. And so it's been last year and we're going to throw everything we have at it. So follow-up question. Does Ben win league MVP this season? No, I would say, say, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm no as well because He's yet to receive an MVP vote in his career. So (laughs) he would have to have an amazing year, go 16 and 0, have 60 touchdowns to no interceptions, and he might get a vote. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if he'll win it, but he'll get a vote. The media, the league, they hate the Steelers, the narrative of that. I'm saying no. And last question from Still Right Who has the bigger season this year, Juju or Claypool? It's that's this is a good you know, question. I like that. that is a good question, and yep. it's a really hard to answer because I haven't seen that Matt Canada offense implemented. Mm-hmm. So last last season it was interesting because we didn't truly have a, a number one wide receiver. That ball was spread around all over the place. One week it was Deontay, the next week it was Claypool, the next week it was Juju, and it back and forth, you know. Um, so I don't I don't know if if Ben will have a clear number one. Um, <laughs> I most reliable is Juju. That's just who I think. I mean, Deontay definitely has to get those drops under control. Ebron, I know tight end, but he's the same thing. Claypool, he's huge. There's no reason he can't make those those plays. And I think yeah. now that a year under his belt, we'll, we will definitely see more of him. So yeah, I don't. It, I honestly, I see three number three number ones that are fighting for that spot. And so I yeah. think it will be very interesting because it's hard to rule out. Claypool 
Johnson or Juju. It could absolutely be any one of them. Exactly. I'm with you hundred percent on that. And it's now Claypool's second year. He's going to be worked more into the offense where last year he was trying to work his way into the offense. He's part of the offense now. Uh, So he's going to have a bigger season. Now, if you're going to relate that to Juju, Juju still ended up with 97 catches last year. Right. Quietly with 97 catches. (laughs) It's so funny because someone was saying that to me. They're like, he sucks. I'm like, yes, 97 receptions and nine touchdowns sucks. Absolutely. And they were like, that was when AB was here. I was like, literally. Last year. Right. You're a Steelers fan. Arguing with about that. And I was like, and I was like, and he also plays in the slot. He's like, he doesn't play in the slot. I'm like, I'm, I don't know why I'm talking to you because <laughs> clearly you do not watch football and you just wow. watch media and juju sucks. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cooley man also asks us, should the Steelers sign Grant Stewart as an undrafted free agent after the draft? And he is a Houston fanatic, and this is a a uh, Houston guy. Now, if you don't know who Grant Stewart is, which I did not until I uh, looked at his highlights today, uh, I found that he's actually pretty interesting to watch. He's more of like a, he's got that big hair flowing out underneath of his helmet. He makes a lot of tackles uh, downfield. Um, he, he's, he's just a tackling machine there at inside linebacker. And it looked like he made a lot of his plays coming back from uh, the secondary to make hits around the line of scrimmage. So I, I read his draft write up stating that he's great against the run would be a great special teams player from what I saw. And he does play all the special teams as well for Houston. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is definitely a way he can make it in this league. Um, they were saying the knock on him was uh, being able to cover people downfield. I, I thought I saw from his highlights, he was willing to do that. He was making some plays downfield. He was getting in passing lanes. Um, he just looks like a football player. He, his tape actually reminded me a lot of Matakavich's tape when we saw him. And I think he was at a temple before mm-hmm. we drafted him and look at who he is now. He's like the league's best special teams player mm-hmm. and still, still doing it up there in Buffalo. I wish we still had Matakavich. I love I that guy. Loves me some big to watch. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, if he's, if he's half the player that Matakavich is looking at his tape, I'd be happy for, for the Steelers to add him as an undrafted rookie free agent to help bolster our special teams. Um, also, follow-up question. If a quality offensive tackle and a good running back are graded close to best player available in round one, which do you take, Sam? Well, I don't know. Tackle or running back? <laughs> top tackle, top running back. If I they're both for, there? For, yeah, for, for best player available, yeah. I guess you have to look at at that point – I think you'd have to go running back. Yeah. I think so, which normally I would shy away from that because I'd be like, oh, we don't take a running back in the first round. But that being said, you're only going to have so many huge, big playmaking running backs in this draft, whereas defensive tackle and means pretty deep. And so, yeah. Yeah. I I am not going to disagree with you. I'll keep your answer. Uh, Drink Iron City. Cope and Samantha, thank you for doing these podcasts. Uh, first question is, how far a drop-off in the running back position is it from the big three, Harris, Etienne, and Williams? And from what I've seen, it's a pretty big drop-off after those three. I, I, I think both of those would be day one people. If William Williams has the possibility of lasting to day two, but I wouldn't be surprised if all three ended up going day one. Um, there are still playmaking 
in diverse running backs later in the draft. And you're always going to be able to find them, especially smaller school options. Um, but they're much more of a big question mark behind Williams, ETN and Harris. I mean, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't think if the Steelers don't take a running back in round one, I don't see them taking a running back again until possibly third round. And if not, definitely in the fourth round with one of their two picks. Yeah, I, I agree with that, which is kind of why I just said what I did. Cause I'm like, after those three are gone, it's yeah. It's huge drop off. Next question from drink iron city. As is, are either of you worried about our center position and could either or combo of the two actually keep that position serviceable to a degree we need it to be. And I'm very concerned. I don't know how concerned you are, Sam. Yeah. I mean, we have BJ Finney and JC has an hour. Hopefully I'm saying that right. But yeah, that's a huge concern. Again, you're going from a, I think, what did Pouncey make? 10, 10 Pro Bowls? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Right around there. Literally is yeah. going to be a Hall of Fame center. Yeah. So replacing him is going to be hard. And I, it's a, definitely a position of concern. Not only that, but that's been half of, over half of Ben's career that he's played with Pouncey. So exactly. yeah. that familiarity is gone too. It's a huge concern. And, yeah. And for me, the Steelers next center is not on their roster right now. They, they, I wrote an article just a, a month ago about how serious the Steelers are at drafting centers and having a center being the mainstay. I think they only have seven centers since 1959 on their team. And you got Mansfield for over a decade. You've got um, Mike, Iron Mike for over a decade in the 70s into the 80s. Then you had Dermetti Dawson, 80s into the 90s, then Pouncey. Uh, after Hardings, I mean, Hardings was a, a conversion center and he did a great job with us. Um, and um, Hartwig, I'm sorry, Hartwig was conversion, then Hardings, or no, the other way around. Hardings was a conversion. Hartwig was a center and we brought him in after Hardings and he did pretty well as well. Uh, but then we had the Sean Mahan year, <coughs> which I'd like to forget. And <laughs> after that, we have, um, you know, we Pouncey. So Pouncey's been filling in ever since. So Steelers are very consistent at centers and the way that they build offensive lines is always from the middle. So their next great, and, and even if they ended up going center with the first pick, I wouldn't be upset with it. I wouldn't be I'd upset. just be like, this is, this is the next guy that's going to be on our team for the next 10 years. Right. And it's such a position of need. It is. So. And final question, at least from Steeler Nation. Samantha, when it comes to motorcycles, are you the passenger or the driver? Oh, driver. Yeah. What kind of motorcycle? I have no idea, but I would be <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've got my motorcycle license as well. I'm a driver. I haven't been a passenger since I was a kid, but uh, <laughs> a passenger. Yeah. I have to say driver. Nice. And uh, drink iron city says, thanks for doing these as they make great company for me while making eating supper after a hard day's work and cheers there. Drink iron city. Love talking to you over there on the board and we'll see you soon. And uh, switching over to the chats, we've got some questions. Cody Bickers over on Twitter asks, "Who's going to be the Who's going to be the first to get signed long term? Minka, TJ, or Juju?" Oh, um, it's definitely going to be TJ or Minka. I would, I would have to say TJ. Mine would be yes. I think they're going to sign all three. I think this yeah. is our core. Next year, we have money for centuries, it's money for days. We're going to be signing everybody next year. It's going to be great. They definitely are signing all three, <laughs> but 
They're like, if one has to come first, I think TJ's comes first. And hey, Russ, we're getting some shout outs from here. It's the first time on the show. He's really digging it. We're, we're happy you're enjoying it over there on YouTube, Russ. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. Um, let's see. Nice. And Russ is also stating that uh, he's got some people in the know and that Ben and Canada already have a great relationship. So that would be really nice to see if those two really have a smooth transition and get some fun um, ability to watch those guys play here this upcoming year. Uh, he said, he said, Canada and Bell are going to work great together. I hope we get Bell. I wouldn't mind having Bell over there with him. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not opposed to Bell coming back. Uh, Joe Jones over on Twitter. Tommy Tremble is scary and run blocking. It would be a great tight end for us. I am not against that, Joe. We definitely need some tight end help and we need a tight end that can block because we all know Eric Ebron is a pass catcher and that's pretty much it. <laughs> not the biggest Ebron fan. I know Morgan nice. and I were like talk, thinking about talking about this that week. Cause there's not too many things that Morgan and I disagree on, but Ebron is one of them. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I, I like him as a person. I think he's a good yes. personality on the team. I, I think he needs to work on consistency with his yes. past catching uh, because he, he'll make, he'll make a great play in between three players and then drop a wide open play. So yeah. that's, that's the stuff that always infuriates me. And hopefully Deontay Johnson switches that up. Russ is saying he's working out like a madman on his footwork and catching and learning to keep his hands outstretched. Watched him catch about 40 tough passes and he didn't drop any of them. And Russ, I love, I absolutely love DJ's hand positioning. He has, he has great hand positioning. And even when he came out of the draft, I, I love his hands completely from that, but he seems to be keeping his hands hard or tight when he's receiving the ball as opposed to giving every time the ball hits his hands. And, and he's starting to get that down. Like AB just had that soft give every time it hit his hands. It just always drops back into that nice cradle. Um, and I see DJ becoming that type of receiver. And like I said, he had a higher, he had a higher floor than AB did coming out of uh, college. He, he had, he was the best receiver. I saw breaking the line of scrimmage, breaking press coverage. Um, so you have that, a, that a I've been, you know, looking up, after in the past 10 years Thursday for the Steelers, nights? as far as for them yes. drafting people. And so who, pretty, I think with, last with too, a DD mental, right? the they get in their head about it and then it's like, oh, I can't drop this, NFL can't drop Network, this. And they're so in their head yes. that they are just That's a huge, dropping huge, it now. Huge so I will definitely be checking <laughs> that out. Russ was what time is that one He meant that he'd like to have, that Ben would like to have 9 p.m. Eastern time, Steeler Nation, tune in two nights from now. So thanks for joining nine o'clock. We love that. We're going to be listening to everybody there Kabbalah, and the so Nation uh, girls over Facebook, here interviewing uh, her which always do an awesome job in the interviews and I always love each and every one of them so I'll be checking that out tomorrow night as well so cheers and thank you so much too Sam for being on the show oh, of course anytime anytime <laughs> sweet and uh Steeler Nation make sure you follow the Yinzhurst podcast as well on their social media, their Instagram is Yins Hers Official. That's Y-I-N-Z-H-E-R-S-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Twitter and Facebook at Yins Hers, Y-I-N-Z-H-E-R-S. YouTube is the same as us, youtube.com backslash Steeler Nation. And make sure to go over to Steeler Nation gear page get geared up in some great shirts are you wearing one of the steeler nation shirts you might be having one on no i don't think you're gonna wear one nope i literally ran straight from work in here <laughs> and three minutes and i was like oh no not tonight and i got my maui brewing shirt so unfortunately you can't get this one to steeler nation but they got some great designs over there click on the gear page get geared up for your virtual tailgates and virtual draft parties coming up which we're all going to be involved with we're going to have some fun news on how we're going to be covering the draft here 
all in real time for Steeler Nation and some exciting stuff to talk about here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, read our great not articles over at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at SteelerNation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. And follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast. And you can follow me if you wish at SN Striker, Striker spelled with a Y. Thanks for joining us on the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, with Samantha James, rooting along with you, as always. Go Steelers!